Hello, and welcome to Manifestor Academy for Entrepreneurs with Michelle Anderson. If you are curious about how to manifest the life and business of your dreams, you're in the right spot. I will be sharing interviews, tips, tricks, stories, and anything I can think of by lifting up the hood on my own experience and my own businesses, including my coaching practice, about how you can manifest your dream life and business I hope you enjoy it. If you want to learn more, you can always go to michelleanderson.com. That's Michelle with two L's and Anderson with an S-E-N at the end. Hey there, it's Michelle. I just wanted to talk a little bit about marketing and I am so fascinated by marketing. I really don't have this as a background. I am a designer by trade. I have dabbled in lots of things on the creative side of life. Then I needed to learn business when I started my business. Um, freelancing 10 years ago and then officially declaring that business while freelancing 11 years ago, but who's counting? Um, So anyways, I have not quite a decade in business officially and it wasn't really until about 18 months into my business that I decided I needed to learn how to run one. And I quickly realized that I had to become someone that was great at sales. And sales was extremely scary for me at the time. And then I got good at it. And I kind of hoofed it the hard way in my business and really being a salesperson and meeting people face to face and bringing leads in that way. And it really was kind of the long way to go. And I knew, I kind of like looked at at marketing as kind of a bad thing, which is silly because it's totally not, it's essential. But when you think about sales and marketing, I think about sales as the actual conversation you're having with your potential client. And I think about marketing as all of the messaging, the copy, the strategy around getting that message out into the world. So sales conversations happen usually after marketing reaches the masses is kind of what I the way I look at it so if sales is the actual conversation and the conversion then the marketing would be the billboards the radio ads um, the social media Instagram Twitter Facebook um, your newsletters any sort of strategy that's funneling people towards that actual conversation so I kind of decided that I wanted to master marketing after I had mastered sales and I really didn't know where to begin. And one thing I had as a strength was clarity in my business mission, although that would actually grow as I would go into marketing land. But I also had a really strong understanding of the actual sales conversation. So I knew that once my marketing got tied up in a nice little bow, that kind of the whole system would be working a lot, lot better. And just as business worked for me, the way I experienced it, you know, every year I would kind of try on a new hat. So it was time to try on the marketing hat. And I thought, you know, I've been ignoring this area and this is where if I pay attention to marketing, the scalability is going to come in. So diving in full force, I always like to see who's doing amazing things. And I noticed that one trend 
was really creating true impact in spades. And I watch a lot of, you know, influencers, celebrities, stuff like that. Um, So those who are doing this thing really well are influencers that are more scalable than ever before thanks to multiple social platforms. And I'm in love with all the social media platforms, um, especially the ones that have a visual component to them, namely Instagram. So all of the social platforms have one thing in common where the influencers are just scaling like nobody's business. And that is bold messages with certainty and unwavering belief in self. These are usually the most polarizing, yet the most compelling people and the most scintillatingly monetizable, right? These are the people who live their own manifesto. Take Kardashian and Kanye. If you think these two aren't really calculated business people, then guess again. Um, And they are very bold. And their, you know, really bold messages create real tribes and real impact. So like I said before, people who want to belong, people want to belong. People, People crave belonging, even if they belong by hating. Imagine the two I just mentioned, Kardashian and Kanye. You probably either love them or hate them. There's probably not a lot of gray area in between, unless you're just not paying attention to those guys. Yet on a deeper level, people want to find themselves in the messages they consume, right? I mean, why do we, why do we want to read? Um, we become voyeurs on media. We collect objects, books, podcasts, Spotify, playlists, home decor. We attend concerts. We bookmark websites and collude in all the detritus that both helps and hinders pointing us to the only thing that's really real, which is our inner being. Uh, and sometimes we collect those things in order to kind of make a false sense of what that inner being is. Either we're doing that or we're kind of reiterating what that inner authentic self is. So remember the little mermaid in her cavern with all of her beloved stuff from the people on land? I mean, I'm, I'm almost 40, so that was, you know, that was big in the 80s when I was little. That was big for me, Little Mermaid. She was trying to collect things that would make her feel like who she was inside, different than those around her. You know, she identified with people on the land. So who are we? We're mirrors of our environment. We are manifestors more powerful than we realize and we're energetic beings who usually try too hard to experience too little of ourselves. I mean, when you think about being a mirror of your environment, we have so many ways to curate a very specific flavor of who we are with Amazon being one touch away, with you know being able to order anything and everything that we just saw from social media or whatever it may be and all of the ways to access the material items in the material world or escape in other worlds on social media these days in the internet, um, it's extremely easy to curate a very specific world for ourselves. So I'm going to level with you that I definitely was the little mermaid as the youth seeking and not belonging. 
Um, in fact, before the interweb, I made my mom <laughs> scribe the words from the Disney VHS into my notebook by hand so I could learn her song, uh, Part of Your World, and, and sing it. And I did. It was my anthem. That was my anthem when I was little. I didn't really feel like I belonged to anything, so my belongings meant a lot to me. And I don't really have any reason to hide from my certainty now um, because of the business journey I've been on, and especially the marketing journey. But um, one thing I noticed, and I'm also a very big Russell Brunson fan, and he's big into the manifestos. When you're marketing and when you're getting your message out there and you have a manifesto, something that just declares out into the world who you are bravely and boldly and unapologetically and with absolute certainty and then you live it and then you just roll it out with relentless commitment, that is the type of marketing that is going to build a tribe fast, especially if you're consistent and I think that it's actually very important these days when you have a presence and when you are being visible to get extremely specific and extremely clear about what you're about, who you're here to serve, because that is really the only way you're going to be able to slice through all the noise. Because even though we have so much access to free content out there, it just means that there's so much more of it to slice through. And how do you find the things that are really authentically, specifically going to reiterate what you need to see and what you want to have in your world and what you want to learn from? And for me, you know, thinking on these things and defining a marketing message, I got a chance to really think about things that really matter to me. And some of the phrases that really drive my business and make my business what it is today. And yes, I have a message. And I'm pretty clear about that my message is about helping other people transform and what it takes to actually transform into a life of ease and live the life and business of your dreams. And one of the biggest things about that is um, there are some really bold mantras that I live so that my life can actually be really easy but the actual act of living those things is sometimes not easy and I'm gonna share with you what I mean so my manifesto includes these boldnesses everything matters and everything does matter to me um as a coach I know all too well that be people's behaviors no matter how small they are they matter um all of the things in your world all of the people places and things in your world they matter they mean something they're there for some kind of reason they've come about because of some kind of behavior or emo emotion that you have that you've attracted that how you do anything is how you do everything <laughs> i love that um this was first presented to me by a coach, and I think of this often, especially when something's not quite working for me. And I've gone through different layers of where this theme will pop up, but say, for example, like I've been, you know, a single person for a couple of years, and it's been fascinating to, to both um, at the same time be 
be dating people and learning how to manage my money on a really deep level and also figure out how I'm spending my time in my business and in my personal life and then kind of balancing the daily routine activities I want to do and all across those relationships that I have, whether it's money, friends, um, people that I'm interested my relationship with myself, how you do anything is how you do everything is a phrase that has come up a lot. Like for example, if I'm going to let a client call me at 8 p.m. at night, which I would never do anymore, but I used to, kind of means that I just don't have boundaries and that I'm tolerating. Um, In my opinion, it's just absolutely unacceptable unless my business model has something to do with me being on call at 8 p.m. and it doesn't. So Here's something I kind of love, my next uh, manifesto moment here. Enter the world of texting. Um, No answer is an answer. Boom. You know, I may have ghosted a person or two, (laughs) and no answer is definitely an answer. Um, If you're trying to communicate with someone verbally or text or email or whatever it is, if they're not answering you, that's an answer. It's either a no or they don't need to be in your world or whatever it is. When you complain, you are saying okay with settling for less. It gets on my royal nerves when I have to listen to a friend complain. Um, Not that complaints aren't fine here and there. Like that's, you know, par for the course. It's life I probably complain too. But if you have a friend that every time you hang out, they're complaining, and one of the biggest complaints on earth, I think, is for someone to complain about who they're dating. <laughs> Defriend that person. <laughs> um, why? Because you're hanging out with someone who's settling for less. You know what I mean? Working too hard is an acceptable form of addiction. It is. It's something that... We value in our culture here in the United States, and I've definitely visited a lot of different cultures, and some of them like to work harder than us, some of them like to work less, but honest to goodness, it's a really acceptable way for you to keep working on things and not necessarily be, and being can be hard, like just hanging out and being can be so hard for some people that they have really strong addictions working is definitely possibly one of them especially if you're an entrepreneur and you're in charge of your own schedule and you're working tons of hours you need to look at that and you need to look at what you're not willing to do to leverage your time to give yourself the kindness of the open space and love yourself enough to give yourself that open space when you're not working life isn't meant to be working 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 you know, you are a whole being and to be doing tasks all the time is to be missing like the white space of your life, like the times when nothing is happening. And that is also something, in my opinion, the clear headed moments of not working. Oftentimes that's like when your greatest ideas are going to land. Being too busy is a way to ignore who you really are. Yeah. That's a thing. Um, 
I have friends that I have unfriended because they want to be too busy and kids are the dumbest excuse in the world that you're too busy to hang out with your friends because if they're really your friends, they're going to be willing to hang out with your kids and you. So I see that a lot. Like people are like, oh, we've got kids stuff. Well, it doesn't mean that you're dead. So, you know, you can always, I've taken my friend and her kids on vacation with me just because... I'm of the age where most of my friends have kids. So I think that being too busy, whatever your reason is, is is a way to ignore who you are. Like if you're busy, 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 that means that you don't have to think about what's happening in your life and you don't have to really look at what's going on and you don't have to assess it. It's just you're ignoring basically. So needing to be liked is an American epidemic. I know that when I first started learning sales, it sucked really hard because I needed to be liked. I was afraid of being unliked. I was afraid of getting a no. I was afraid of asking. And I realized that, you know, people pleasing or needing to be liked was kind of just something, a part of who I was and I had to get over it. And I don't know what's happening in other cultures, even I think in different parts of the United States, it's a little different, but you know, I'm a Midwesterner and needing to be liked and being nice and polite, it was kind of in my bones. So taking a stand and shifting up and out of that just to be bold and to be who I am and to be the person that's here to serve people and ask for a sale, for example, that needing to be liked had to go away. And it made me see how needing to be liked is a really sad thing that it. I think people put that in front of using their voice authentically a lot of times, and that's just got to go. I'm really grateful that it was kind of coming across sales specifically and having to jump into that world that it taught me that my voice was hidden behind this and to have your voice hiding behind needing to be liked is just unfortunately going to keep your truth and your beauty and your creativity from reaching the people that want to see it and experience it so don't worry about being liked um sometimes I still do it and you know it's kind of just a natural habit to be shy sometimes or not speak up but it's not helping anybody um, people pleasing leaves the most rich conversations unsaid. Boom. Think about it. You're at the bar, you're having a drink, you're at a meeting, you're listening to someone talk about what they're trying to achieve and they say something that you don't agree with and you're like, oh, wow. Like they say, oh, it's like this and it sucks and you're like, oh man, that sucks. And you don't have to agree. Um, people are unwilling sometimes to make someone uncomfortable and have a confrontation if they don't agree they'll just say yeah or oh okay one of the things I still do just because you know it's just a very ingrained thing is like people like to complain about the weather and I think this is like stupid like oh it's so cold out there and like I never agree I'm usually pretty excited to wear my cool jacket or whatever it is like I just have clothes for every occasion so when people start to agree or complain about the weather I'm just like I don't need to agree with you like I could just say actually the weather doesn't bother me that takes a comp that starts to make a real conversation 
And when you're agreeing and just going with the flow, you really actually miss really, really connecting with a person. And that's where the rich conversations are just left by the wayside because you're not speaking your truth and you're allowing someone else to not speak it either a lot of times. Being an entrepreneur doesn't automatically make you a badass, all right? And Or a hashtag badass. Look, I'm like so over the badass thing. People have called me a badass. I That's their problem, not mine. Um, I'm not. I, I don't always know what that is I still get sad I have feelings I still feel insecure but that's just being human I think that comes with up leveling and going to the next space and and being strong enough to be vulnerable um I know that you know I don't need to bash being badass but let's just say just because you're an entrepreneur doesn't automatically mean that you have your shit together maybe I'm you know saying that in a couple different ways there those who are truly badass don't need to say it okay like I know that you could throw a lot of scenarios at me and I could figure it out and I will because I'm resilient and persistent and I'm confident in that and I don't need to tell the whole world about it so people that are like I'm badass I'm an entrepreneur like steer clear of those people by the way they're probably just kind of pumping themselves up before they are really there but don't you know like write them off I mean I definitely had to went through this time when I was like a new business and I was insecure I definitely you know had to fake it until I made it in some regard so just you know that's my take on the badass thing being considerate of others by not speaking your truth is a passive aggressive form of martyrdom um let me go deep into this and let me just get pretty bold and say something that I know um so Imagine this, and I know a few stories by which this is inspired, but say you're married and you are miserable and you decide to be considerate of your spouse because you don't want to hurt them and not tell them that you're miserable. Um, Well, this becomes dysfunctional and toxic really fast. And I've seen this manifest in people having affairs, people abusing drugs and alcohol, um, people like just dancing around in kind of a mediocre life for years and years and years, um, people spiraling into depression. So basically, if you're being considerate of the other person in that situation by not speaking up, you're definitely passive aggressively like being the martyr here and no one is winning and I've seen all of those examples that I just described play out and both people in this situation are absolutely fucking miserable so I'm not buying that like if I'm considerate of a potential client and not speaking my truth and not making a bold stand for them then I'm not helping anyone. I'm not helping me. I'm not helping them. And I'm basically becoming a victim of my lack of truth by not speaking up. So speaking up is kind of a big deal. Um, And it can be scary. And I know that's why people don't do it. Like 
people wouldn't do it because they're afraid of either not being liked or being hated or having like your world explode i would by far rather have my world explode than be passive aggressive to myself or others i mean seriously just figure it out and sort it out and get to the other side i'd rather die hard once than die a really slow fucking death for the rest of my life because I didn't speak up about something. I have this uh, kinship with that sort of pain in my own personal experiences. Um, And so just imagine, let's apply this phrase to people that are in the Me Too movement, and I can relate to that. So being considerate of someone by not speaking your truth to someone who's abused you is a passive-aggressive form of martyrdom. Yes, it is. It's allowing you to be a victim in silence, so don't do it. That's my take on it. No great art was made without authenticity nor a nod to some kind of pain. Um, I'm going to say that yeah, look at the greatest art out there and look at how there's a truth in it of someone's and some kind of, I mean, it's painful to even just stay the course and be creative. Like, even if the pain is, I went through this journey, I made it here, I stayed up all night and finished this, I worked on this for my whole life, I overcame this thing, I'm, this thing is beautiful because I worked hard for it. And I think it's great to speak your truth and stay the course and go through the journey and get there. Um, pain isn't bad. It's our body's built-in mechanism asking us to autocorrect. Now, I actually wrote this before I read um, the Psycho-Cybernetics book, and I highly recommend that book for people, even if you're not an entrepreneur. But that is by Maxwell Maltz, but he talks about this. Pain is basically your body's way of saying, hey, you need to do something different. Even if you're depressed and not feeling good, um, like it's a sign saying something needs to change here. Like we need to reroute this thingamajig. So enough of my manifesto. Um, These are bold phrases. I have to say them. If I don't say them, then my people can't find me who need me. And the people who don't want to stick around, um, they'll stick around. (laughs) So I'm sure not everybody listening to that likes or agrees with what I have to say, but I would really love to hear your manifestos. If you or posting your manifesto somewhere out there, tag me. Tag me on my Instagram. It's Michelle Lynn Anderson. My last name is an S-E-N at the end. Um, or email me at michelle at michelleanderson.com. I, I want to hear your manifestos. I love manifestos. I was inspired by Russell Brunson's manifesto, and that kind of kicked off my talk about this and marketing. And I think... If you were to look at my marketing message and my Instagram is kind of where I float that the most publicly, um, it's a little bit on my Facebook and my LinkedIn, and you'll definitely find it. If you're reading my newsletters, um, you can join that by DMing me on Instagram. I'll add you, but you'll notice that this is what my messaging is, and I have a currently limited but pretty engaged following, and that's meaningful to me. 
it also means that the clients that are finding me and signing on with me are really, really in it. And they're really, really in there with me. And they're really dedicated. So I also love that. Thank you so much for listening. So glad you were a part of this episode. I would love to hear from you what you like, didn't like. Um, and tell me what you want to hear. I, I would love that. You can tell me that by DMing me on the Instagram. Um, like I said, that's kind of where I hang out. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on the episode today. I'm so glad you were here to give a listen. If you liked it, this is a new podcast right now, so I would really appreciate it if you would give us a review on whatever platform you're listening on, just to let other people know that this is a place where you can learn how to manifest the life and business of your dreams. Also, if you want to find out more, follow us on Instagram. It's Michelle and Anderson with an S-E-N at the end on Instagram and Michelle Anderson dot com is the website.